When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Talking Cop for Sunday night. Liverpool have gone to the vitality, better living, fucking healthy living, Dean Court in Barmouth and won 4 0 um, against a team that have won seven out of the last eight games. But uh, Liverpool came through, especially second half. We're going to chat about it. If you haven't seen the post match reaction, go and check it out. It's available on YouTube and for download because um, I was I had a half an hour, I was doing nothing except listen to the bleeding monsoon outside. Um, <coughs> I'm Gav, that's Keith, that's Shawnee, that's Emma, and um, yeah, Liverpool, I, I want to have a big chat about Liverpool and what we're getting up to this season um, in a little bit, but Keith, I'm going to start with you, um, yeah. build as a very difficult game to go into, I think that was fair, um, build as missing a few players, they were missing a few, uh, going into it though Keith, coming back off another break, we're always nervous after these breaks for some reason, but going into it, it, it was a difficult game. Yeah, I mean, they're the two form sides in England. Um, I've watched a bit of Bournemouth recently in games and thought they, they're a good side. Iriola has them playing good stuff. With a squad that you probably wouldn't expect. You know, you're looking at the the parts and you're thinking, Jesus, that, that there's not that much quality in there. But he has them playing as a team. And look, we've, we played there earlier on in the season in, in monsoon-like conditions. It wasn't the easiest game. But... Well, they had good form, they were missing a lot of their players. Mm. Um, not a lot of their players. They, defensively, they had a few that they had to rush back in. And when you're doing that, or you're playing lads that are maybe, I think, the, the right-back making his debut or something in the Premier League, there was a few issues that they had to overcome. And maybe, just maybe, we over-sort of egged the, the trickiness of it, the, the, the skin and the banana, because... Liverpool went into it today and and I was watching it on Sky Sports, as I'm sure everyone else was, and, and if I closed my eyes and was listening to it, I'd have been imagining a totally different game than what I actually saw in front of me. And I know we say that all the time, but like they were making out like Bournemouth were, were plucky on my this and that. Liverpool were in command from about the second or third minute of that game. And the goals were just a matter of time. Now, I know it's always when you don't score, it's kind of become a bit more tricky. But I just felt today Liverpool looked really, really good, really sharp from the off. And I thought going there and sort of stifling them nearly. Um, like, well, they had a lot of players missing at the back. We had Conor Bradley making his Premier League debut as well, you know. So that they had a target that they could have 
could have went forward us and I just never felt he did. I never felt they they threatened us. Um again I, I thought the the commentary was making out like they were it was a, an even contest. It wasn't an even contest. Liverpool and we'll come on to individuals as the show goes on. Yeah we are great individual performances by Liverpool out there today and some great collective performances like the two centre backs. I think the centre back partnership that's ground there, well I don't think Bournemouth done too much Solanke wasn't allowed to do too much because I thought he was sort of out, uh, he was muscled over by Van Dijk and Kanate excellently. So I thought it was a good day for Liverpool. Maybe we look, it was a tough game because they are a form team, but Liverpool just went in and handled their business like they've been doing all season. And well, we've always said, maybe in the first half of the season, we spoke about collecting points, but maybe not performances. I think we're starting to see performances now. I think we're starting to see players really contributing. Um, stepping up when they needed to step up. So, yeah, delighted with that. Great day. Um, just before we go on, um, if you're watching in Ireland or the UK, you probably know that. What's the storm called? What's it called? Is there a start with an eye? Yeah. Oh, another bleeding round. Well, I just wanted I wanted the storm with the eye to be called storm in a teacup when it came to eye. But they, don't, they never do that. So another another 26 no. storms and then we can have another go at that. But anyway, if the sound goes off or we, we disappear, it's because the power's gone. And if it's gone, there's nothing we can do about yeah. it. Keith said that he's living on the third floor of a high rise. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the fella's shed on the, the balcony. On the fourth floor. The, the fella on the fourth floor has a balcony and he's decided in his wisdom to put a shed on there. But that's flown off. That's, that's out in the middle of Dublin city yeah. centre at the minute. Emmett's worried, Emmett's worried that... Um, his garden fences are about to fall down. He's having, and his wife's filled a big box with paint and stuck it really high up in the back garden, thinking this can sort it all out. So Emma will end up with a back garden full of paint. And Sean, he doesn't give up bollocks. He's sitting. I do want to take the dog off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's not make her out to be a proper tick. The, the paint is in tins. She hasn't just poured paint. No, she hasn't <laughs> Who's going to think she's pouring paint all over again? She's stuck well, tins of paint in a box um, up high. It's like a big game of Jenga. And she's convinced herself that this would be grand. No wind can take this paint down. There's cars and trampolines <laughs> flying past the window. But this fucking, this five litre of Dulux is staying exactly where I intended to. Um, anyway, if the power goes off and the show goes down, there's nothing we can do about it, right? That's just life. Um, Shawnee. Uh, you said to us earlier on before the game kicked off, this is a proper this is a proper sticky one, this going into this and um you know, Salah's not there, Endo's not there, Sobaslo is not there, no Trent, no Robertson, even Simic has the backups not there. They're missing a few, but and coming back from the break, there was there was I was presuming all this stuff was in your head when you're thinking this is a really sticky one. But before we get into it all, Shawnee, how big of a result do you think that is? Because I think it's quite big coming back off the break and the first real test were out all these players really, and and we and we go and prove what we can do. Yeah, look, coming off the back of a break, I think it was a break we needed, um, where we were losing a few bodies and you're down a few of your your star what names kind of inside. You think, oh yeah, we could struggle because Bournemouth uh, to me are like since they've come into the Premier League and all these dropped out, but they came back in. They're always been kind of like a one of them inoffensive teams who play a nice style of football, but you normally pam them home and away. But I think um, this fella has them a little bit different. There's a bit more character about them. They're a bit snidey. That, that they yeah. are more difficult to beat after a tough start to the season. And credit to the owners for kind of sticking with him. You can see he's had to get the boy in there. And they've become a really tricky outfit to play against because 
they defend. They take risks when they defend, but when they do that, they mean that they're always a threat on the break. And the start of the game, you thought, okay, we're going to have to kind of suffer here in the initial and, and just see through. And we didn't really, we don't really create anything in the first half when we grow into the game. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, this is going the way it's supposed to be going and the way I felt it would go. And just to follow on what Keith said earlier, the commentary was saying, like, they kept laying home that this is a banana skin and after the return of the Bruyne last weekend and Arsenal absolutely pamming Palace yesterday at home that Liverpool needed to be to keep the rest honest and, and, and get the three points and I'm kind of thinking like Liverpool dropped points here and we're still fucking top of the legs kind of need to relax on the narratives a little bit I think I think what can happen in absence in terms of us not playing last week is people kind of diminish start of the season that we had just based on the the, <coughs> the report of the Brian. I know I'm not on social media but I can imagine that there was serious wobbling going on last Saturday when the league was seen. over. The league yeah, was over last Saturday Sean. We can no imagine carrying on. Yeah exactly I can imagine so look about Lloyd it was a bit of a shot to the ribs them winning late last week and the Brian being back and being involved. But like I reckon that would have had a similar effect on them today with terms of a first half where it probably wouldn't didn't look like it was going Liverpool's way and we just we just turned around and just just palmed them away. And that's been the most impressive thing with me for, for Liverpool this season is how we've sort of dealt with these teams. We've as we've as many away wins now at this stage of the season as we did in the entirety of last year, which was probably the thing that killed us most last year is our away from you we were absolutely shite away from home. So there's so many green shoots uh, with this team that I see, a big thing for me is I don't the mentality monsters thing. I think needs to go away. I, I just think there's a there's a calmness about this team where I feel like no matter what they always feel like they're always in control. Well, a little bit stiffer than we usually be in a, in a sense that you see lads coming off the bench, youngsters from the academy, and they're putting themselves about and they're jumping into challenges, and you're kind of like. Okay, well, bringing on 19, 19-year-olds here, but they're not playing like 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. They're playing like the fully-fledged members of this squad, of this squad. Like, that Clark lad has had to come on in a few games, and I haven't even noticed them. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, is because you don't see any drop-off in the quality. So, I just think it's a fucking mad position to be in, Gav, because you normally give yourself the build-up going into the season of what you wanted to do. And I would have been just happy with a nice run in the Europa League and us getting back into the Champions League. That's being deadly honest with you. Yeah. But we've found, we found ourselves in this position now where, like, the team is is, is good enough. The team is, is good enough to go on and do damage here this year and, and win trophies and, and kind of build on and go again, which is what has expected us to do, but maybe not this year, probably the following year. And today, today's performance is like one of them where I'm going, fucking hell. We're a really good team again. It, like this is not just a case of getting the seventy six or seventy eight points and ending up back in the top four. Like this is a team who are going okay. Well, we're coming away here, and let me let's have it right. Fucking brutal conditions to play a game of ball in today. Well, that was this isn't We were there. I know it's a fucking million, a couple of hundred miles away. Sheffield, the Sheffield West Ham game, and I'm thinking. Yeah, there's fucking weather warnings all over the UK and Ireland. I'd, I'd imagine it's going to be the same down there because, like Keith said, the, Car- the Carabao Cup game is fucking 
was insane. It was but, uh, 80 miles an hour just right towards one goal. It, uh, it was mad. Like, not that was a watershed moment, but it just, it's just another indicator that these boys actually might be ready to go well, I, and I, take it to, 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 to take it. And I, I'm not, I'm not going, it's not fucking, don't get, don't get me wrong. It's not a 1920, we're going to win the league for me yet. It's a, okay. We're in the fight. I would yeah, see, I have, a, I, have an, I have another argument. I'm going to put it all these later. I'm going to have yeah, you all no, on the bus later. I just, don't I worry think, about it. Um, I'm, I'm delighted where the team is at the moment. And like Keith said as well, we, we spoke about over the Christmas about being a results game. There was some fucking outstanding individual performances today. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially in the second half. But we'll obviously be going on to them, but like just a, few, a couple of the performances blew me away today. Mm. And if this season is built on the foundations, so I'll, leave the, I'll leave the main fella here, I think was the main fella to, to somebody else. But I'll, I'll just say, if the foundations of this season is going to be built on Alisson, Van Dijk and Canate, if them three stay healthy, Liverpool won't. You could probably count on one hand the amount of point games Liverpool are going to drop points in between now and the end of the season. And I mean that. I think that fucking that they're a joke. To be honest, it's. I can it's, feel them. I can feel. I can feel a shiny walk right coming on. I'm just. I'm just going to put out there, right? I know it's. It's the 24th of January, but I can feel one coming on. It mightn't happen tonight, but it may do in the next week or two. Um, yeah, the juices are flowing. Oh, the, the juices are flowing. I can see him. I can see him. Moose tea. He's absolutely banging yeah. moose tea on. <laughs> Listen, Emma. Um, you know the lads have spoken there about you know coming back from the break, how big a game it was, how big performances we got, and stuff like that. But I mean, we will get into some. We'll talk about the goals. We're going to talk about in a couple of incidents and and some individuals like we always do on a Sunday. But um, you know, what does that do to everyone else around us? And, and I'm asking that question because I think it's actually a bigger result than a lot of people may make out. I think, you know, Bournemouth have won seven of the last eight. Seven of the last eight. Yes, we're missing a few and they're missing a few. So it's kind of much of a muchness. You know, nil all at half time, like Shawnee says, and people at Man City, Spurs, uh, Arsenal are even looking around going, oh, hold on a minute here. And then Liverpool come out second half and are just clinical put them away and there's, there's definitely fans and probably people involved in them clubs going fuck sake you know what I mean how big is yeah, it but, I think there's set, definitely something in it I think everybody and, and despite all of the Sky Sports and all this other fans um, fan bases had this down as a banana skin as well but, right even when Barmet aren't doing well it's not an easy place to go you remember I think it was 2016. Were we 3-0 up? They came back and beat us 4-3. Yeah, yeah. It's 3-1 it's uh, up, right? And they came back and beat us. 2-1, um, 3-1. It's, 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 not a, it's not an easy place to go, regardless of whether they're 7 out of the last nine, they've won it. Um, we don't generally come back off breaks. I agree with Shani. We needed the break, but that only added to the fact that, like I think Klopp even said in his, his post-match, that we, we're like about rhythm. Like we, We're playing again in three days. We... we an 11 day break I thought maybe kind of went against us probably would have preferred to play, play someone that wasn't in such good form or such a hard place to go yeah, so I was a little bit I was a little bit nervous as well um, but yeah like what are like we just don't I, I agree with Shawnee as well there's a there's a calmness uh, about us we don't hit the panic button whereas in previous seasons we have Keith listed the players that were, were missing um earlier on like Salah 
Robertson, Trent. Like, I think last year, the last couple of years, if we're missing those bodies, we lose that game. Right? It's we we. There was a time where if we like everybody said we're a one man team with Salah. Right? I never agreed to that. But if you're missing those four or five players, we're on shaky ground and we're probably playing panicky. They're now looking at us with all of these missing, and we're still turning in performances like that. Now, I'll rock the boat a little bit. I fucking hate the first half. Hated it. I texted you at halftime, and I said, same old, same old. Passing's too slow. Movement's too slow. Um, like, yeah, but, but we were leaving passes short. But you need, you and, need to go back to your... Said, go... Brazil... Second half, yeah, but you, exactly need back, you need to go back to your theory from earlier in the season. Where you said you, yeah, for the first that's... nine weeks, going, we play shite on purpose, lads. You sat there with a straight face for nine not, weeks, not, not shite on purpose. We play within ourselves, yeah. I thought you yeah, said we give teams a head start, wasn't it? I said, play within ourselves. He said, he said, for the first nine weeks, he said. We're literally just going out and telling teams you can have a one goal lead at half time. Because <laughs> up and we're doing it on pause. You did say that. You did. It was yeah, right. around okay. the time you were telling us that we were signing Hoiberg. Clip it up. Time. Do you remember? Clip it up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but you know what? And then you listen to Klopp afterwards and it's like, oh, I didn't like the first half. But like, we all knew what was going to happen. That's why I text you. It was like, we've seen this game loads of times. But the only difference in this game to other games where Bournemouth didn't really get a sniff like, right? Now, the... And I'm assuming, look, we've seen us going out and playing against City or going out and playing against ours. We don't tend to play like that. Um, we just need to be very, very, very careful that we don't leak a goal or two and don't put ourselves in a position where we can't come back. Even 2-0 down, I still think we come back. We scored four. Um, but uh, second half was unbelievable. I thought there were some really good performances in the, in the first half. Probably a few stinkers as well. Um, but again, when you look at all the players that were missing, maybe all some of these players aren't used to really playing together. So there might be a rustiness. But then Klopp, the genius that he is, mix, changes it up at halftime. And then, like I said, we're 1970s Brazil in the second half. Mm. It's, um, you know, the first half for me is very much Liverpool trying to find a rhythm, definitely. Um, but making sure, because I'm, I'm going to be honest, when I looked at the team, I thought, Bradley is still like literally one full game into his Liverpool career for me, you know, and that's that semi final fourth leg against Fulham. You have Joe Gomez being brilliant at left back, but still is your third choice left back and a, a team that like to get down the sides of you in, in, in Bournemouth. I think in midfield, I looked and I thought to myself, could they overrun? Are we short of legs a little bit in there? But it might, it might be okay. And up front was up front, it was basically. You pick those three or you put a Gakbo in instead of one of them, which I was absolutely fine with the way we lined up. And I thought the first half, I think I agree with you, Keith. I think after the first couple of minutes where they kind of started with a head of steam, it was very much a control Liverpool performance without doing much. And Bournemouth not really doing much going the other way. And then, like, I, I, at half time, I was a bit kind of, when I looked at the bench, I thought to myself, right, Graven Birch is on the bench and um, Gakbo. And I'm and I'm thinking four goals probably crucial here because they they're very good at they're actually very good bomb at that pressing, and then if they don't win it, they're very good at falling back into a block and making it kind of difficult for you. And but but I always thought with what we had to come on the pitch and the sort of performance defensively, I thought we put in the fourth half, we'd be absolutely fine. I want to get onto some individuals though, and there's quite a few this week. But Keith, I'm not going to give you an individual. I'm going to give you a pairing, and it's Canate and Van Dijk. 
because Kanate, 24 years of age, I thought he was excellent uh, in uh, at Arsenal in the cup and you know he's managing that he really managed that back four for me and today he's another young right back beside him and then Van Dijk Van Dijk didn't put a foot wrong for me all day Um we go on about Kwanzaa and you know we've lost Matip and we're talking about January transfer do we bring someone in now we can find them and bum 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 but Sean he mentioned something earlier if you're going on Van Dijk Canate and, and Alisson forget Alisson for a minute very little to do but Keith those two if you tell me those two stay fit from now to the end of the season, I'm confident Liverpool are winning this league anyway. But I'm I'm literally I'm putting fucking I'm I'm putting a lot more on com- than just confidence if them two stay healthy because to me they just look like big strong bullies that can actually play football really really well. And Dominic Solanke found it out from very early on to leave us hauled on seventy. Them two fit heat are huge. I thought they were excellent today in everything they done. They were like Kanate. I love Kanate. I think he's. I remember we saw him Kanate, and there was a. Remember we we were desperate for the defender in the January. We didn't sign it, and we brought in Kabak and and Ben Davis because the reality was we wanted Kanate. We had Leipzig in the Champions League, so they were never going to sell to us. And Kanate was the one, and he came in. The injury record concerns you, but I think you're starting to see. Only the last few games, really, maybe the maturity now of him. He's starting to really come to the boil now. He's dominating players. He's absolutely dominating centre forwards now. He always has it in his pocket because the size of him, the strength, the speed, the aerial ability, he wins jewels all over the place. Can be still a bit rash at times. But I think the responsibility that he now has in the team with this whole inverted fullback thing that we do where he's nearly playing two positions back there you know he's he's playing right back as well he's covering wingers all over the place i think we're seeing a player grown and if he stays fit because he has injury concerns van dyke not so much van dyke's injuries that was it he got you know upended that's why he's fucking got injured but canate has sort of niggly injury concerns and if we can keep him fit i agree i think this could be the the foundation that a possible title challenge, well, at that title win, I would think we definitely in a challenge, but I think that could be the foundation that it's all built because I think the two of them are absolutely brilliant together. They're both fast. Van Dijk is fast. People think he's slow. He's still fast. He's not Dijk as fast as he was. fucking slow. Yeah, but then people say, oh, he's lost the pace, he's lost the pace. He might have lost a little bit of pace, but he was bleeding. You know, just people, they're still not legging him. You know what I mean? Nobody's bleeding, running him. So you've got them. And even though you said take Alisson out because he has very little to do, you need a keeper like that who has football to do, that in the 88th minute, if a chance comes, boom, he's there. And that's what Alisson is brilliant at. He's always switched on. Now, we'd have had Mignolet and Carius and the likes before, or even an Adrian or Kelleher, and you don't get that. He has that. So having him behind there... I just think that pairing, Joe Gomez, I think, has been fucking brilliant as well. And you have that solidity in there, you know, beside him. I think Bradley, today, what I noticed about him today, Bradley's a big fucker as well, isn't he, like, for fullback? Yeah, he's big. He's a big oh. unit. A big unit. And I thought six, we looked six, one anyway, is he? Yeah, but he's broad as well, isn't he, like? But I, I just thought we looked a big unit at the back. And uh, I just think them two, like, they, they win all their ground jewels. They win all their aerial jewels. Our play builds up from them. And... 
you know, we always said about Joe Matip, Joe Matip, his ability to carry the ball into the middle and, and run with it was brilliant, you know, and, and you do miss that. But I think uh, Kanate is very underrated with his, his work with the ball. Sometimes he looks like it's a, a blade and hand grenade that he's trying to get rid of. But I think, you, you, I think I, it's developing his passing and his dribbling, I think, is a lot better now. I, I think we're seeing a Jones is outrageous for the first goal. Like, yeah. it's hard now. Yeah, and, and exactly. do, you know what, do you know what I think about him as well? Like, I don't listen to all the bullshit around Virgil van Dijk, to be honest with you. I think he had a, I think in the lead up to the World Cup, I thought he was poor. Um, and since then, I think he's been excellent for Liverpool. Um, yeah. Since he came back, he's been excellent. He's actually just started committing to more. But I think the thing with Canati is, is that I think the responsibility on him, I think he's managing his game way more. He's way less rash. There's, there's not as much rash. Because look, there was times where he'd jump in or he'd, he'd, he'd hesitate and a fella might get a run and he'd try to get back. But now I think he's just, because he's trying to manage someone on the right-hand side of my times and yeah. he just, he feels like he's managing his way through games a lot better. And, and that, believe it or not, can actually lead to less injuries because you're not fucking stretching and turning and, and, you know, leaving yourself with stuff to deal with. I just think the two of them are just, uh, they were brilliant today and, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not writing off Jarrell Quanta for a second. I think he'd play on Wednesday but I think it might be the perfect scenario where you're just dropping him in and out as the season goes on. Yeah. And I don't mind dropping Jarrell Quanta in second last day of the season away at Bleeding Aston Villa. I've no problem doing it. Do you know what I mean? I have no issue doing it. Wrong, really. Do you know what I mean? No, he hasn't put yeah. a foot wrong, but I think if you if you keep those two absolutely healthy, it just makes life a lot easier for Jarrell Quantum. Yeah, to come you're, not and, them yeah you're not thrown the yeah, you're not expectation yeah. then becomes a, a monkey on his a back and all that. Them, yeah, rather than yeah. Just, just expressing himself. Um, but one of the things about, sorry, before we finish on that, you know, it it still baffles me why Liverpool aren't getting any credit for their defence. The talk people talk about Arsenal, their centre back pair, and then their centre back pair, and excellent, and Declan the Rice has made them the solid. Yeah, but people still talk about Liverpool like there's a, there's a mistake no, it's in there. We, we, we give up loads of chances that are uh, eventually offside, but yeah, they know, count them as count those chances anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna get us one day. It's like it's like yeah. Pele when he was scoring and training. They just counted them on his career. Yeah, they well, start counting them on his career. Well. Uh, seen a video the other day of Romario still doing the bleeding bizzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 56 or something. Yeah, they're playing the fire yeah, side of the Astro. Boyd, when he was 29, to take up shagging full time. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, he's in the shape of his life. He is. Fair play to him. And any, and any, any 29 year old footballers out there that feel in the strain, just retire, go shagging, and a 56 Look at beach the beach ball on the Cobra Cabana. Um, it wasn't even Astro, it was just Mucky was playing on. He was just making a joke of people. Um, Shawnee, I'm going to leave a defender to Emma. I want to come back to him. But I want to jump in the midfield because Alex McAllister today, I thought, was, I think yeah. he was the best player on the pitch. Um, yeah. Well, and, well, but the biggest, like, uh, the biggest thing for me, Sean, is Alex McAllister plays the whole game. Yeah. And Huge. he looked like a, looked like a World Cup winner. Yeah. He, he was fucking unbelievable. His passing, breaking the lines, ridiculous. Like, really metronomic, just keeping us ticking and then getting in really strong in the tackle. It's his best game. In a Liverpool short, um, people were probably skeptical about his legs and having the ground. The body was everywhere. He was fucking excellent today. He really showed that. Um, really showed that he's able to do that. And again, I I thought Jones was brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. I thought Jones was fucking excellent as well today. I think the only one who struggled in the middle was I think Elliot. Elliot didn't have his best game on the ball. Time's a bit sloppy. Um, but it, it was a perfect performance from Alexis McAllister. I mean, in terms of a, 
what you want the six to do. Uh, he was just so, so good with the ball. Um, negated their press. The way he broke lines, punching the ball into the strikers, just being a nuisance. Um, that's him at his very best. And he's like been in and out with injuries. And like he, you know, it, that injury kind of hampered him a little bit. But he's coming around now to, to full speed. I think, again, away from home against City, I thought he was fucking brilliant as well. So he's a real, um, McAllister's a real asset to have in those games like that, where you need somebody to be able to take the ball when it's not going well and coin it. Just keep you ticking over because in games where you don't always have your way, players like him are fucking huge. That's why Thiago was so good for us in in the running in the year where we had all the injuries. Thiago was just able to take the ball and he relieves so much pressure from the rest of the team when you're able when you're when your number six is able to get on the ball after winning and retain possession, it's fucking huge. I thought he was fucking excellent today. And he was he was helped by uh Jones and he was helped by Elliot off the ball. I just yeah. I was watching him going, fuck me, McAllister's class. I put it in the in the group when we were watching the game. He really stood out to me. And I I, I loved Alexis when he was at Brighton. Um is it like he could play the number ten if he deployed him there during the week. You know, if you were to play two if you if we had an end though and another that you could play him in the ten. But um just fucking class. Like delighted delight with him to have him back fit. It is huge for us and I don't know about you but we are talking about getting horny earlier. Like a midfield with him and Thiago in a family is be nice, wouldn't it? Honestly, yeah, like, but Thiago doesn't exist anymore. Thiago's like, no, well, Thiago will what exist. What's the idea? Yeah, getting back Thiago in a run in to have a couple of games. Because I tell you what, there'd be, there's got, I guarantee you this now, you'll be in your Mickey because there's going to be yeah. games in this run in when you're going. And fucking Thiago was brilliant today. And I guarantee well, come you, come here. I have no problem with Thiago playing football with Liverpool. It's just he, he went out with a blade and calf strain. He's gone about nine months. Um, <laughs> it was like the time, remember the time uh, Dejan Lovren came up against Wolves and he said, ah, it's just a knock. And he was gone for about six months. Now, Thiago's um, had an ongoing, an ongoing fucking problem with his yeah. hips since he's yeah. signed by Liverpool. And that's, that's just the way. He's not young. That's all I'm going to say. Look, all I'm just saying is when we get him back, you better be deploying second balls because nobody else be getting every fucking <laughs> Come here and I tell you, he won't be returning to take up shagging Thiago with hips like them. That's all I'm going to say. There won't be videos of him when he's 56 like Romario. Um, but look, McAllister... Do you know what? Do you know what I actually thought? Um, it looked like today. It looked like Argentina's Alexis McAllister today. That's what it looked like. Forget Brighton. It actually looked like Alex Argentina's because I watched. Do you remember over the last international break? I think they played against. Um, they played Uruguay and they played. He plays in them, but anyway, um, this particularly the one against. I'm not too sure it was the second game. Was they get beaten at home by Uruguay? But he plays deep with Rodrigo de Paul and someone else beside him, but. The thing was, he was orchestrating, but then he was actually right in the action every time it was needed. And that's what I noticed often today. He was orchestrating. He was breaking things up. He was in tackles. He was doing everything. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying McAllister was a one-man midfield today because Jones, Elliot worked really, really hard. It just wasn't for him going forward. Jones, I thought, held the ball brilliantly, made right decisions loads and loads of times. But the biggest thing for me was when I looked on 95, 96 minutes, Alex McAllister still running around the pitch for Liverpool. I thought, yeah, perfect. Because we've seen... Flashes from him and then 70, he's off. Do you know what I mean? But obviously this break has done him really, really well. And if he can get a run again... The, the break of, like, it's fucking mad. I was watching the game, 90, I think it was 90, in the 95th minute. And seven of our players were in the box pressing their keeper yeah. on yeah. the line. Like, that, like, 
what completely re-energized. You could yeah. see that that little that little break has made a huge difference. Look up, look back. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. There was seven of their lads in the box trying to take the ball off the keeper yeah. in the 95th minute when we were finding. Like another eight game, just <laughs> chasing the ball. Honestly, it was mad. It was mad. I, I, it was something I looked at. I go, fucking hell! It's just little things like that where you see where you go. All right, we're we're ready to go here. Like you know, it's. Yeah. And we'll need that. We will need that because we're going to well, play loads I, of games. Now. And I, we're going to play loads. Right, I'm not writing off Thiago. Thiago, if they come out and say Thiago's fit for Wednesday, I'm going to play him. Love him. Love, absolutely love watching playing football. Uh, Stefan Boychetti is getting a mention there as well. And don't forget, if he comes back, it's another body. And you need them. If you're going for all, if you're going to stay in these four competitions, you're going to need different bodies at different times. And I, I've no issue with any Liverpool player coming back and being fit. I just the the. the the Thiago one just feels like to me like this is running down and you'll see very little of them between now and the end of the season. But that's, look, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Emma, let's talk about Bradley um, because he has a really good game. Me and you watched the Fulham game together um, the week before last and we thought he was really, really good. Tired a little bit towards the end, but that's to be expected, young guy. And someone said there earlier, don't forget, he's not actually a right back. He spent till he went to Liverpool. He was actually a, a winger, stroke forward. Um, they've turned him into a right back since he's arrived at Liverpool. But the the big thing for me today with him, Emma, was he gets booked. Sinistera wants to have a go at him as much as he can. He gets booked, um, and you're thinking, ah, now we're now we're in trouble because you know he, he will be afraid. But he actually grew into it, Emma. He grew into the game. The more it went on, he should probably score. He gets an assist, and. I'm not. I'm not telling you he's the next fucking cafe or he's the next Trent or he's the next anything. But to come into your Premier League debut away at Bournemouth, difficult conditions, you get booked. I thought again, he showed a maturity where you went. He's all right. I'm actually all right with him. If we need him next game and the game after that, I'm absolutely fine with it. He was. He was really good, Emma. It's it's funny that you use the word maturity because it's like like our granny used to always say, uh, he's been here before. It's like. He's a, he's a lot. A, a do lot, Granny say that about are... every child, though? Mm. Yeah. I think you do. Every child you see, they go, ah, he's been here before. Go on, anyway. Sorry. This, fella, this fella looks like he has been, anyway. It's, <coughs> and it's not just him, it's the other young lads as well. There's this, there's a there's a maturity about him. He's not starstruck. I think he said in his post match that this is the one he's been waiting for. He's been waiting to make his Premier League debut. Like, he was chomping at the bit today. Right. Um, okay, and look, obviously Fulham are a Premier League team, so we got a little bit of a taster of it in the Carabao Cup. Right. Again, I thought he was. I thought he was excellent. Um, he's not too rash. He gets his yellow card. There's a little bit of snide in him as well. Right. And and look, he's not wholly unexperienced. He's played 13 times for Northern Ireland. Like, so he's just not played for. He's done a season at Bolton as well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. They loved him. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Was, I, I, I didn't know like in League once I played my team. <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he was a winger. Sorry, someone's had saying I was underwater. I put that out of my way. Um, I didn't know he was a winger. And then I looked at his stats, 41 games and five goals for Bolton. And I think he probably should have scored a header today as well. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, look, he's come in. We all, we're all going to compare him against Trent. That's unfortunate, just the way human nature is. You compare him against who he's coming in to replace. Um, Trent made his debut fairly young as well, but he made it at United. I think it was away at Old Trafford. It was. Not an easy place to go, Bournemouth. So it was a difficult game, um, and I think he did really, really well. Um, got an assist, probably should have scored himself. 
And as you said, with a yellow card, I love the yellow card. Just put him, nearly put him into the uh, the first row of the stand. Um, and I think that's something that maybe we've been lacking. And I was having a conversation with my cousin about this, watching it. He says, I think we've been too nice the last couple of seasons. And I kind of nearly agree with him. Maybe when Robbo comes back, there'll be that little bit of snide about him. But I think these new lads have a little, like, there's a bit of, like Shawnee said, they're coming on and they're throwing themselves into tackles. Like, they're not, there doesn't seem to be any kind of intimidation. They're not intimidated by, by playing this football. They're um, fearless, and they're going Yeah. And it's like that. So, a lot of people. He does another yoke where he just clatters into a challenge after Yaman. Because Yaman Cook was acting like a little prick all day. Yeah. So, the road, he got, he got Beck, clattered. Beck went into one as well, didn't he? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's like, um, um, People say fearless, right? And then you've got your man Hannibal, who's just a bleeding head case that came on against us yeah. that time. Oh, yeah, he's just a this t- is fearless. This is controlled fearlessness. It's not naivety either. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like... It's controlled aggression. Like like, like, like Shawnee said, you don't even notice the difference when these lads come on. Like, I I think when, we, when you see them come on, you kind of think, oh, God. But they literally just slot in. And I now look, even I didn't watch the Liverpool game against Arsenal, but the teams are all playing the exact same way all the way down. So this has been, they're being coached into, I'm not sure that's always been the case. Um, but like they're, they're seamlessly transitioning into this team. I think Bradley's going to have a massive future um, at, at Liverpool as well. I think he, he is good enough. Not based on off, just I'm not going to say he's going to be Trent, but it's, it's a really good option to have should we want Trent to continue playing the role that he's playing. Uh, when you look, when you look at the, when you look at the right back situation, like, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves with Conor Bradley, no. but when you look at when you look where it is right now, the options that we probably have, all things considered, right, is Calvin Ramsey and Conor Bradley. And right now, Conor Bradley's played in the Premier League for Liverpool. He's played in the League Cup semi. He'll probably do the same again on Wednesday. Calvin Ramsey's come down Marbourdeen, not fit, gone away to Preston, not fit. Hasn't played many games. He's back now, I think, with Liverpool. Or has he sent them back to someone else? He possibly nah, have. Um, but right now, they are your options. And, and if you're going to... Uh, unless you're going to go and get someone quite experienced that's happy to sit and be this, you know, the backup to Trent, which you're never getting a game if he's fit, right? Or you're bringing through a lad where you go, listen, you're 18, 19, and a couple of years, and you never know where Trent will end up, but you'll be learning and learning and learning to the point where you can go in and play. Conor Bradley has as much hope as anybody to fill that position. And I'm not saying that because he's had two good games. If you look back at how highly rate Bolton rated him, and Sean, he said, like, if you're in the Gulaga League one every week, and you're, you're able to, you know, match up against these players, that are, you know, physicality is, comes before a lot of things in, in that league, you know, you, you know he's able to handle it. He's come in and played a couple of games. He's able to handle it. He's only going to progress. And <clears throat> I'm not saying, listen, we could be talking in 18 months' time. And it could be a Nico Williams effort where he has, he's moved on. Nah, we don't really fancy it. But right now, he has all the tools to go and really stake a claim for me in the next six months. Um, and he mightn't play an awful lot of football in that time, but he'd be around the squad. It just he'd be mean, around it's the squad. It's just for, like, for example, Luton at home at the end of next month. Trent. Have a seat. You know what I mean? Bradley. Again, games at home. Europa League. Round I'll the bring 16. him on at half-time and put Trent in the midfield if you want. Do something like Europa, that. Exactly. Europa League, round the 16. He's playing himself into a position where he will be able to supplement Trent. 
in the squad and, and make sure Trent is fresher for games where not that like he's needed in every game, but for example, fucking oh the city, you're playing a fucking not a dead rubber, but you're playing a, a game at Anfield where you figure, okay, there wouldn't be any reluctance now if you saw Bradley in the stand. Like I looked at the eleven today and I know he's not there, Trent, but I was kinda of like Bradley's playing. And I think that does not it doesn't instill panic in me when I see him starting games in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's huge. We need to get, but we need to get more used to this thing because yeah. when you look at other clubs that you think oh they're great aren't they? they're like take City City do throw players in now, they might have spent a lot of money on them but they be very young and you go oh, he's just in playing City will just look after him and he be, and his, his quality will come out Arsenal Arsenal have done it loads of teams do it loads of teams do it but I think when it comes to us we worry or we're, we're like why isn't our left back there or, what, what's, or why isn't our right back there or whatever it might be Klopp clearly rates these players. And I know there's players out, and I know that. But listen, it would have been very easy for Klopp to go, you Klopp's, and you weren't getting on the pitch today. I and he, didn't, he puts them on. Yeah, his, his quote was deadly in the, the, the pre-match show in the week. He said, if you're wearing the Liverpool training kit and you're hanging around the the, the, the training like the Liverpool training ground, you have talent. Trust me if you're in there. He goes, and that, that's the only way these players are in and around there. He said, so yeah. I have full trust in all that abilities. Like, there's Clark now. Like, he's had to play in a handful of games. The first one, he probably didn't. Like, there was talk of him going out and loaning all. It's fucking great. And then we watched, we were talking last night after they played the the youth team, Pam Arsenal, 7 1. There's a clear route for each yeah. and every single one of them players to play four three games for Liverpool. And people will, like, don't ever. Don't ever play that down, how vital that is that young players coming through now. If I walk me bollocks off here, there's a chance I might make it. And I mean, not just make it where they're going to fucking pan me off and sell me to the championship side in a couple of years. There's a chance I could play for Liverpool and play two, three hundred games for this club because the path is clearly there. And it's bearing fruit massively now. It's fucking, it's, it's unlike, like, we haven't mentioned Quanta. I mentioned Gomez, like Gomez, who was there since a very young age. Elliot, who we brought in to play, to, who played games in their academy. Jones. Curtis Jones now, who was fucking undroppable. Undroppable. Yeah. If we were to buy a Curtis Jones, a fella in the summer who was performing the way Curtis Jones was, you'd be going, fucking hell, this is sign of the season. And I put my hand up. I was one last year, this time last year, going, I don't know what the crack is with Curtis Jones. I don't know what he does exceptionally well. I don't he, he does a lot of things really, really good, but I don't know whether he really excels. And now, I, I wouldn't be starting the midfield without him. There's a worry Regardless over him now, Sean. There's a, there's a worry over him now that could be a hamstring injury. But No, well, it's not. Because Klopp turned around and said, yeah. he said he felt something during the week in training. And when he said, he goes, I'm not going to risk it, so just take me off. So oh, it's not good. Okay, to... right. Okay. Yeah. There was a couple in there worried about it, but um, Sean, he's told you, he's spoken to Klopp after the game. And yeah. everything. It's good. Klopp literally uh, said it himself. He said it in his post. Yeah. Post um, match, yeah. Well done. And I think it's something that Liverpool are sort of getting more clever at. Aren't they? Like, if they failed something, yeah. you're coming off. Yeah. None of this. And that's probably why they're bringing Salah back from AFCON to rehab there, because the risk is that Egypt will throw him back in when he's played half. Yeah. And Liverpool are trying to say, no, if you fail, aren't come out take a break yeah. we'll get and you back in you're still in the competition when you're right we'll send you yeah. back yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, and that's the talk around that. that's the talk around um you know uh what's going to happen with uh salah uh, ashley says the redesign of the axe 
um, is paying dividends or the redesign when we moved to the Axe. Uh, it was all about showing kids the path to the force team and integrating them more and I think that's a very, very fair point. Right, let's talk goals. Uh, Keith, um, let's talk Darwin Nunes. Um, 10 goals and 10 assists this season. Yeah. Um, I think I read a stat earlier he's the fourth player this season to reach those totals having yeah. both 10 goals and 10 assists um, the fifth quickest to do with Liverpool as well yeah so my thing on this is you know every week it's kind of damn I missed this but he got that and he got this and, and you, you can kind of see the progression with him what I love today is the type of goals Keith first one is a Darwin finish he does similar up only places it into the corner before the um, but the second one is the one I've been crying out for for I don't fucking know how long every week I keep saying it. I want him on the back post getting something from fucking four yards out and he does it and he gets two goals and he's for me not a great force half but I'm kind of they weren't on it there Jamie Redknapp's telling you half time Darwin Nunes being wasteful he gets one attempt at a fucking shot um, I don't know what fucking Redknapp's bleeding on what gear he's on um, but the second half he starts to, for me, he starts to come off the left wing a bit more. He starts linking a little bit better. He he becomes a nuisance. You see that you see he's jumping up against defenders that like bouncing off him. Two good goals today, Keith. Um and if there was anyone I wanted to get two good goals today, it was him because while Salah's out, he we're talking, we're gonna talk about another pivotal one in a minute, but these boys up front are pivotal, they have to be hitting form and Diaz is probably the only one there where you go, I wouldn't mind a goal or two for him, but Darwin does it today, and he's. I think he's quietly flying, Keith. I'm gonna say it. I get the frustration some people have with Darwin Nunes because of the chances he misses, the type of chances he misses. What I'd say about Darwin Nunes is if he takes them chances, I think you have the best striker in the world because the work he's doing everywhere else, his game this season has gone through the roof for me, except for the fucking finishing. Does, he's getting back in defending. He's the tackling in air box, doing the defensive walk. He's doing all that stuff. He's causing. I hate the chaos thing now because I think he's much more than that. But when Klopp said it after the Newcastle game, like them defenders couldn't fucking breathe because they were they were both tied up. Their centre backs were tied up with Darwin Nunes. They couldn't do anything because he was just a distraction to them. I think his game as a team player, even in the is it the the fourth Jota goal or one of the goals when he's he's winning the ball? You know he, he's just making himself. He's strong. He's big. He's quick. He's Jota's force is that the one where he goes up for the yeah, header he and, for the header. and then he's, tramples he's, over him and just yeah yeah he's just that's, he's just bundling over players. It was um, against Newcastle, was it? Uh, oh, was it last season? And one of the games anyway. He's, he's I know it was uh, Wolves. Remember when he played and slaughtered uh, that big centre half Dawson. He bullied him on the yeah. halfway line. And you're seeing from things like that, he's more clever with what he's doing. Now, will he become the best striker in the world? He probably won't. But what I'm saying is, if he starts taking the chances that he's getting, you're talking about a forward who's going to hit 30 goals and a shitload of assists. And that does all the blade and donkey work. We're talking about a Bobby Firmino type of forward with 40 goals. Like hen's teeth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know our Erl- Erling Haaland is, is the goal-scoring machine. Gets about five touches in a game. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't affect and impact games outside of scoring. And I know it's a stupid statement because goals win games and all that sort of stuff. But he doesn't affect the game. I think Julian Alvarez affects games better for City than Erling Haaland does. If we can get Nunes 
scored and dead. Like you said, Gav, that second goal today, that one that just drops, he's missed oh, a lot of them. I loved it. Everything about it. They're oh, the ones. The post and he's in there. <clears throat> yeah. If he starts putting away the chances where he has time, and they're the ones he fluffs usually. You know, when he has time to think about them, he usually fluffs them. If he starts putting them away, he's going to be an absolute terror for teams. Because the thing that I've always said about Nunes, when he misses a chance, he's laughing. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't go into himself, which other forwards down the years miss a chance and oh, they crumble. You see it. They, they just crumble in front of you. Nunes doesn't. Nunes just, I'll go again. I'll go again. When he starts taking them, I thought... Today is all around game second half, I thought was was excellent. Ninety six minutes he gets a yellow card for chasing a fella fifty yards down the pitch. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think it was a yellow card, no, to be honest. You know, it's he's make he's makes a good block late on as well in the box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. He just did the shot and it just gets his leg across it, boom, dribbles back to Allison. I just think he's mad, he's mad. He is. He is mad. The the clincher against Sheffield United away. Yeah. Like on a yellow and dives into a challenge yeah. and puts her on a table, I suppose. Like, again, I agree with everything Keith said. Like, every reason to be annoyed with the, the lack of finishing and the big chances that he misses. But ultimately, you look at your attacking players and you start to think, okay, are they a help or are they a hindrance? And you can't tell me that Darwin Nunes is a hindrance because the only thing he's a hindrance to is the opposition teams. What a completely different team when he's in when he's in there. I actually I much prefer him off the left. I just I I think it gives him a little bit of an edge in terms of the fullback doesn't know whether he has to deal with him or the centre half. And again, it, it's causing ruptures because if you want to play a high line, he's fucking he can run like the clappers. He, he's fast as fuck. He can get in behind. Ten goals, ten assists at this stage of the season is good going for me. There's massive room for improvement, and I think we will see. I just there is a few like I think he needs a strike. I need he needs a fucking striking coach. Someone yeah. I don't know what it is. They probably do fucking go and do one on ones or something. Like on you know what you should do? Yeah, help. No, just get no, just get no. I've walked it out. Help, just get tips and guidance from someone like him because I just the thing that annoys me. The two guards are great today, and the reason why I love them is. I hate the cunt never, but he made a good point on, on Nunes where he feels like he only has got one sort of finish where he just lashes the ball. And that seems to happen a lot. And I think he slashes out opportunities when I think sometimes he just needs to be opening up the body and passing them into the net. Mm-hmm. It'll all come from I've no doubt in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'll back him to the hilt. He is very fucking him. frustrating, but it, it's, yeah. it's huge today for him again. The thing and I'll say one thing, right? But look, the last thing I'll say is. There's loads of strikers like Watkins is getting loads where they're bouncing in off him and it's falling for him and he's he's scooping them in. You seen Ivan Townies yesterday, like smelly P roll off free kick. Haaland, I don't know how many of them he had roll off a shin and go down his yeah. Nunes has had nothing like that go for him. No. Like he's, he's had, had one he's, of them. He's genuinely had two keepers make two outstanding saves point blank on yeah. him in the last the one few today weeks. Is like, all right, that that you got a bit lucky. Like the 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 the, the first leg last week. When the ball's flashed the little dink around the corner, and it's a yeah. fucking ridiculous save, and then I'm like, going, "How is he even making that? Mm. Like that? It, it, should, it would have been better off hitting in his knee, you know? Like he's had he's had no smelly little scud I goes like but that. That's why he's I like. That's why I love the second one. That's why yeah. I love it because I, he gets. I'm a huge fan of him. 
if he gets huge, huge fan of if him. he gets the second one today where that ball comes in and he just rifles it from like six yards just well he's in it hits the keeper and goes in you're kind of going yeah well that's what that one does that one though is back post lurking and pulling it back across. Torres' lads, if Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, or Rashford had 10 goals and 10 assists, people would be giving them the Ballon d'Or. That's a show. That's actually a show. I've worked out what we can do with Darwin Nunes, though. If we bring him down to the Britannia Stadium in Stoke, right, put a 13-year-old youngfle, ginger youngfle in goal, and let him just score a load of goals, and Neville Southall is just behind the goal shouting abuse at Darwin Nunes, a bit like the Michael Owen soccer fucking thing he done years ago. Um, I think Darwin Nunes would be grand. So Darwin Nunes beating... Uh, 13-year-old ginger goalkeepers with Neville Southall shouting abuse from I think that'll fix him so that, that's my shit Darwin doesn't understand the word he won't care he'll just he do it bollocks. he's going around with fake teeth going how are we yeah. all around Liverpool he's celebrating and all he's winding up France and all yeah, yeah. he's fucking great and Jota's getting into that as well yeah. the, the well. thing with Nunes is the ceiling is through the roof that's the thing with Nunes people spoke yeah. in the summer oh sell Nunes and get someone else in Yeah, they Liverpool know the ceiling is true to fucking real Sean, Sean, mentions that he, he much prefers him playing off the left. What I've noticed over the last little while is whether him or Jota or Gakpo, it's usually those three, right? Wherever one plays centre, wherever one plays left, it's like, listen, lads, you just work it out yourselves. Diaz he, as well is doing Yeah, but if you, if, yeah, if Diaz, but whoever's left and whoever's centre is literally told, you just work it out between yourselves, right? If you want to go up front, you go up front. If you want to go left, you go left. And that's and the movement is killing people. Because Nunes, if if, if you take your eye on Nunes for a minute and he's in behind you, he's gone. As I always go back to the Aston Villa podcast, uh, Colin and, and his brother are saying, look, it's not fair. Liverpool have genuinely a thoroughbred racehorse running at you through the middle. Like, it's 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 a joke. So, I think Liverpool are still walking him out. But I, and I think that by putting him out left, it takes a bit of pressure off, but it gives him a bit of freedom at the same time. I think it's excellent. Um, Emma... I'm going to come to you first, then I'm going to let Shawnee jump in on those. But Diogo Jota, um, out of all the forwards for me, bar Salah, I think is the one that you look to if you're on this running and you need someone to, again, stay healthy. Because I think he's just a killer. Um, He's very intelligent when he plays. He picks up good positions. He's defensively aware when he plays left. He's up front today. Um... And he gets two goals. He's winding up fans. He's 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 doing everything. Um, first goal, it's like it's just, it's just killer. It it is. Shawnee said he's earlier, like a he's just a killer. Yeah, he's just a killer. And he's bashing one in at the front post. Then he's miss hitting, and the crowd go away. And he just like just smashes it in the corner. Very like Michael Owen actually in the two thousand and one FA Cup final against Arsenal, the second one. But um, but Emma. That's what you need at times in in games like this as well, where we haven't been great, but you know of a false of this fella nine times out of the end, he's banging in. I've seen Arsenal fans already now saying this prick is just coming into farm now before he's going up at the Emirates again. He's he's so it's, important again, isn't he? Oh, unbelievably important. Like, it's not so long ago that we were concerned because the front three, Diaz, Nunes, and Salah weren't scoring. Our midfielders were scoring, and that's only three, four games ago. Then Jota rocks up and says, "Here, hold me beer." Like, um, he's just—I think he might be our best finisher. I—I I think he is. I think he is. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's, I mean, by a distance, he, by the way. He—he—he—he he, he knows, like, he knows where the goal is. I don't even think he looks up. Um, it's just 
what I love about his goal today, his first goal today, is the noise of it hitting the back. I love that noise when it hits the back, and you can actually hear, yeah, like the the the, the thing that holds the net down and everything smashing. It's just like I don't know, did it hit the post on the way through? I think he yeah, clip the inside yeah, it clips of the post. It, like, yeah, I think he clips just, the post. And... Yeah, it's um, Very yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, um, yeah, he's look. He has been unfortunate. I think we we missed him while he was injured um, to, to rotate somebody out. Now that he's there, we don't have Salah, so we probably will be relying on him. Um, but I think they, they've, they've kind of linked up well, Jota and Nunes as well. Um, but yeah, he's look, when he, first, when he first arrived, he was scoring for fun. Just like to see him maybe keep, keep fit. And look, he's another one that's going to get 10... 10 odd goals and assists as well. Like, do you know what I mean? We've, I think this is probably our strongest squad in Klopp's era. I know we've had yeah. probably better teams, but in terms of depth and rotation options, especially with the, the young coming through, um, this is probably our best squad. And look, he is, again, I hate to say it again, I know I said it earlier on, I love that he winds the crowds up and uh, like it's just. I think we miss a little bit of needle every now and again, and he's just—he's like a Portuguese scouser, isn't he? He's just a little shithouse, and I love that in a player as well. But what a what a player! What, two two smashing goals as well. I think he probably did that miss kick on purpose. He said so in his post match. Yeah, he said to get that yard. Line the roof <laughs> um, Sean, you look. <clears throat> um, I want to go on to where Liverpool can go um, in the last couple Actually, of minutes. Actually, just an honourable mention the Gagbo tie was fucking brilliant when he came on. Yeah. I thought Gravenberg yeah. was good when he came on. I thought Gravenberg yeah. was good, yeah. Gagbo's pass to Nunes first time for the fourth goal is ridiculous. Like, it's it's an outrageous bit of skill. Like, honestly, if McAllister was down there, it would have been, been everywhere. And he sets the other one, like, again, fucking, well, embarrassment of riches, I think, a little bit. And and they're all coming into a bit of form, which is great. Yeah. I mean, you look what it's the difference with Arsenal, isn't it? Like, and I don't mean to dig out Arsenal, but Arsenal have to go in and get two or three goals. Like you did yesterday, they have to get into a lead to win a game. Because if they don't, if they're going into the second half, like against us, batter us in the first half, go in nil all, and then the arse falls out of them. It's happened to them over Christmas and that because they've got it's a front line. They're all the same, really. You know what I mean? They've, they've nothing to really change it. Whereas Liverpool, I mean, I know we were slagging Emma about was giving teams a 1 0 lead. Liverpool and now, Heiberg, because they trust the Hoiberg as well. Yeah. Well, Liverpool now have a squad. Well, admit it, where, yeah. yeah, oh, you <laughs> can't no deny it. Choice. Yeah. But um, Liverpool now have a squad that I think Klopp realises the five subs, he has a strong squad and he's using it. He's fucking brilliant using the squad this year, I have to say. And Liverpool are able to change it. So if we bring on. We take off, let's say, Jota from a centre forward and put on Gakpo. It's a totally different player. Do you know what I mean? They're not the, it's not like for Luke. If Arsenal take off Jesus and put on Eddie and Ketia, there's not much of a difference there. Do you know what I mean? Jesus plays wider, and Ketia plays a little bit more central. But you're not changing it up. Liverpool can throw in jokers all over the place, and I think it's really going to benefit them in the, in the running. I think when you look Come- at. What's to come back as well? So I'll let you know, Emma. Yeah. Um, when you look at what's to come back as well, because you're talking about like, oh, De Bruyne is back and all the Haaland's coming back. And I'm, I'm kind of going, yeah. But we've, we'll have Salah coming back. We have Endo coming back. We've Robertson coming back. You know what I mean? Thiago possibly coming back. Boychetic coming back. Like, I just I... want to explain for the boys there, Chris, Brack, I'm talking about the, the pass and the build up to Nunes before Nunes flashes across the box for the, 
that he didn't directly assist the fourth goal. I mean, it, oh no, the yeah, 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 I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, the ball kind of spins in the middle and he plays a fourth time into the channel. Yeah. It's great, third goal, it's isn't it? Great, great ball. No, it's the last goal. Yeah, no, it's not no. a third goal. No, where Nunes, flashes, where Nunes flashes across, Bradley brings it back into John. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Gormley says, Well done, he's toured in. Yeah, of course, big man that was. <laughs> that was amazing gear. Um, but look, what we have to bring back as well, I think Klopp's looking at and we've we've a run of games with cups and stuff going on here where we could fall where we have a couple of players come back, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Emma, sorry, before we go on, what, what were you going to say? I just, I, I think we maybe kind of skimmed over. I know Shawnee kind of mentioned it, the, the first goal. Like, so our, our massive problem in the first half was that we weren't moving it quick enough. From the right back position, Kanate picks it up and launches it up. It's five touches of the ball before it's in the back of the net. Mm. Like, that's the quicker we, and the quicker we move the ball, the better we look. And that just kind of nearly kind of, rubber stamped it four touches so for one touch from Kanate, two from jones a little triangle to jota and into nunez and, and slots that's when you like they say that football is the, a simple game to play or an easy game to play if you just do things simple and that's what it was that's what that kind of force goal kind of kind of came across to me as mm-hmm. um i'm not going to get into this too much because i might do it tomorrow night but Ashley asked just one more answer for you right Ashley Al says what are your thoughts on the possible red card lads this is the Clover thing Keith red card for you yeah 100% yes. shouldn't be but if they've been given if that's the precedent yeah should be don't know yeah. why it's not Shawnee same page as Keith yeah yeah put it this way if it was Diaz and Obama George yeah. and Clover in the Liverpool jersey you would have been sent off there's yeah. no doubt about it I mean, Emma same yeah, me too. If it, it's if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Like it just yeah. there's no, yeah. no it, there's too too much inconsistency, and it's just it's shocking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Endo coming back. There's a statement that you thought you'd never be saying. No, <laughs> I, listen, user all jumped on him too quick. I said he was deadly from the start. Go back and watch the shows from August, September. The one where. Emma's talking about Hoiberg. It's the same show. Um, anyway, we're gonna. I just want to ask a couple of questions. One question, really, before we go. But before we do, um, football prizes have their latest uh, offer now at the moment. There's only about fifty tickets left for this. It's actually a double. Um, it's a Alonso and Gerard signed uh, jerseys together, uh, custom framed. LEDs in it. I think there's a television screen and all that sort of stuff. There's a load of instant prizes on that drawer as well. I think tickets are 3.95 each. There's about 50 of them left. Um, they're flying. They're absolutely flying. Them tickets. There's a couple of days left in it. I think there might be two or three days left in it. But um, get in there. The link is in the description if you want to pick up uh, one or two tickets for that. The gear they have is bleeding deadly week on week. Um, I'd love to have like just one of the stuff that we promote each month because the, the gear is brilliant. Second thing is um, our fundraiser 2024 fundraiser is for fan support and field banks. Uh, in Liverpool and the Lighthouse in Dublin I've seen a Facebook po- po- uh, post from the Lighthouse today that said if you know anybody that is struggling or is out on the street in that bleeding weather send them down to the Lighthouse on Pier Street they had fresh clothes for people they had fre- food for people just to chat some warmth whatever it was be so that's the sort of thing they're doing for people on a daily basis and of course the fans apartment food banks in Liverpool you all know what they do the link again is in the description for that if you want to donate please do I know payday is coming up and you look after us when you get paid but if you can think keep it in your mind for when you get paid everyone throw a fiver in or a tenner or whatever you can if you can't please share it and if you want any information on a golf day whether that's playing donating prizes or sponsoring holes tees 
long drives, nearest the pins, talkingcop1 at gmail.com, and we look after you there as well. Now, last things, last thing, lads, before we go, uh, I'll let Shani have the last word if he has a sausage of the week. I don't think he, I'm not sure he has, I'm sure he can think of one, but can I have you all aboard the Champions Elect bus? Because I don't care what anybody says. Um, People are going on about Arsenal and people are going on about City and people are going on about this, that and the other. Liverpool are the main horse in this fucking race for me. Um, we're the team to catch. We have been as good as anybody. I think we have a good a squad as anybody. And I mean that. I think we have players to come back. I think the fixtures, we all play each other twice. Can I get you all on board? Keith, are you on board the fucking bus? Oh, I'm on board, yeah. 100%. I, stuff, stuff, 100%. Well, but look, in all seriousness, Keith... I think we have a good chance as anyone. I know City can do 10 in a row and 11 in a row and 12 in a row, but there's no reason why Liverpool can't. And there's no reason why Liverpool can't better what City do this season points-wise, in my mind. I could be mad, but keep your on board, yeah. though. That's all I, just think, I just think Liverpool, City know that Liverpool are, are in this. And you can tell by their sort of body language and reaction to goals and late winners and things like that. Guardiola knows. Guardiola sat back with a cigar last year because it was Arsenal that they were chasing down and he knew they'd haul them in early doors. He doesn't want to be chasing Liverpool with a big lead and having to go to Anfield in the in the run-in. Do you know what I mean? Whereas usually we're going to the Etihad and we're chasing. Do you know what I mean? So they, it's a slight change on it there. And, and they know, Man City are dead boy. They know Liverpool are the threat. They know Liverpool have the... The um the memory of these title run-ins. Well, we've only won one. We've done three ninety-plus point seasons, and you know that was unheard of. It was only done about bleeding four times before Guardiola rocked up to England. Do you know what I mean? So Liverpool, well, they've not got the titles. They've got the title pedigree, and they know this team are starting to click <laughs> in a way that you know. Oh no, Salah, they'll struggle. Didn't struggle today. Do you know what I mean? Like so, Liverpool have a little bit of belt and a bit between their teeth, and I think you can always tell by City how they feel about Liverpool and all the show that'll come out. You every time Pep Guardiola is doing an interview, talks about Liverpool. Rodri talks about Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they know, they know the score. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Shani, are you on the bus? I'm all about the journey. Fuck the destination. Yeah, but the bus. You Do you want to get on the bus with us? We'll walk, yeah, I don't mind. What do you I'm mean walking? Yeah. Don't be such a loner. Again, on no, the bus, Sean. I'm just enjoying it. Don't, don't. I am enjoying it thoroughly, Sean. All I'm saying is, I want, I want your balls on the line now. Are you on the no, bus? You're going into all the sky shy fucking toilet race. What are you talking about? I don't. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about me and Keith on the bus. You, do you think Liverpool can do with Shawnee? Come on, Shawnee. Of course he can. Deadly's on the bus. He's on the bus. And is that all you have to say? Think about Sausage of the Week. I'll come back to you in a second. Emma, Sorry. are you on the bus? 100%. Right. Yeah. Grant. Just on what Keith said. All right. Even you went on the bus he... until Keith spoke. No, no, no. No, no. I'm just saying, just on what Keith said, there's... They don't, they, they don't want to be chasing us down. Even if we drop points, they also don't want us to be the ones that are chasing them. Yeah. Um, and you said there, Gav, we've been as good as anybody. I think, yeah, we definitely have, but we haven't <clears> even <throat> been at our best. And it is just beginning to click. So all the people that were having shit hemorrhages last week about Kevin De Bruyne being back, let's see if he, he could put a couple of 90 minutes together over the next few weeks 
uh, and see if he's he's back to his best. He's 32 now. I'm not sure. He might be needed to be brought on for 10 minutes like that, but Newcastle are backing off and backing off and backing off. So I wouldn't be calling him the second. Oh, hold on, I'm, I'm, have, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to be saying he's the second Maybe. coming off Kevin Maybe. De Bruyne. You're a football man. I'm not having anyone put down Kevin De Bruyne. The no, 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 I'm not putting, not putting him, not putting him, not putting him down. Fitness is an issue. I'm not, I'm not doubting issue. him. His but hair is a he's, fucking disgrace. He's, he's had these, th- he's had two of these injuries now in the last. I think his hair looks great. I, I honestly do. Bring nah, back the not clubs. having it. Bring not back the clubs. <laughs> no, no, I'm not having yeah. it. I'm not having oh, it. Anyway, we're all on the bus. That's great. We're all on the yeah. fucking bus. I'm delighted with that. I'm absolutely delighted with that. If the corn, the bus has curtains on it. I'm on the bus. <laughs> curtains on it. Well, I tell you who's not on the title bus. Who's not on the Harry title? Harry Kane. Harry Kane, Kane goes to Germany. Harry Kane is going to end on an eleven year run for Jamie Alonso's going to just steamroll to the title. <laughs> and then he said, "You know what? I have to double down on this. So go and get me Eric Doyle and fucking Kieran on today, and we yeah. make a complete bollocks of this." Javi uh, Alonso driving a big Leverkusen bus through um, through the middle of Munich. Uh, Harry Kane turning up there and them not winning the title for the first time in eleven years is absolutely insane. Carry on, um, so, Shani. Is there a sausage a week before? we go uh, Chris Brack does say such as the week is always Gary Neville which I literally am all on board if there's a bus for that as well any sausage of the week oh, I don't know just a, a penny for your thoughts Jordan Henderson is all I'll say because ah, sausage uh, week. yeah uh, it, honestly like you spend your whole career building a reputation to flush it down the pan for form and then, and then and then he's trying to tell us he didn't get paid a penny. Will you do me a fucking favour, mate? Yeah, really? yeah. You swear he was an electrician had to go around and change the bleeding a switch for some hour around the car and said, ah, just don't worry I about mean, it. Don't Give me the next time. It's raining. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what fucking... He's gone to Ajax there because I'd say he's got a phone call off guard at Southgate going, look, hand out. You know I love the bounds yeah, but I'm I'm watching what you're playing over there and I just couldn't pick you if you're playing you have to get out of there. Even if you get into the championship, I'll pick you, I promise you. Yeah. You have to get the fuck out of here. And then just honest to Jays is coming out and, and the, the PR it's it's been shockingly bad. I actually think it's kind of a it's a bit sad actually, I think, what's happened there because he's literally Fucked away is right, and people that turn around and go, I oh, went and I went for secure money and fucking blah, blah blah blah. And then he's telling us now he didn't make a penny. Yeah, it was a favor, will it? Yeah, walking um, all the other uh record yeah, short sale in Oyax history. Like, what's going on there? They and then, yeah, then, then the Oyax admin take the piss out and going, You want number 14, but he won't be wearing the hair. And then the show <laughs> fucking. You show a 10 second cl- clip of you Cruyff taking the piss. <laughs> just yeah. go, yeah, hell of a off limits. Yeah, uh, no. um, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I just, uh, so, if, and anyone who defended him as well, yeah, fucking easy. That's the god honest truth. Anyone yeah. who, anyone who's going around trying to come out and justify what he done, it, it's just. Like, it's damn it's damn life changing money sorry and all this life changing yeah. money but you have to stay for two years or something or three years is it to get the no what he'll do is he'll, what he'll do that's is, what he had to be two, two yeah. years there to get a tax yeah. free so so he, he, left liverpool in, he left liverpool in august it's now january and he's left there so we'll probably do 18 months in ajax boys and then it's he'll be fine to go back to the uk the thing the best thing about it for me is it does show that any 
any player who has any sort of appetite to play football at a higher level but go there and take the money it won't last there because i think the only way it's going to last there is if you're an egomaniac like ronaldo who's going on about how he's still competing with the likes of Erlen Haaland fucking scoring yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, literally playing against parts members, mate. Let's yeah. fucking make no bones about it. Benzema but, has gone off the map. It is going to be the likes of, like, yeah, like your man Otavio who in Porto. It's the Chinese league just a little bit spicier. Let's be yeah. honest. A little bit more money involved and I'm delighted it's gone out on its ass. And the thing is they don't really be need it now because they're almost guaranteed the fucking World Cup so yeah. I don't I like it's it's just honestly I, I football as a whole has a huge chance in the next eight, 12 to 18 months to put the fucking genie back in the bottle and take control back of the sport yeah. that we love and I just it's fucking mad watching Henderson come back here and, and die on the hill and loads of shout, shouting out Joey Barton chap, chap for Sausage of the Week Joey Barnes on sausage. He's just, and I'm gonna use the the big bad word that YouTube. Hey, he's just a cunt. Let's be honest. It's no sausage about it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Is this? Know, how do you think good for Liverpool? But we're like, trying to the Salah that falling on the so. chart. I was just about to say, yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing the whole Salah thing shape now. Like, yeah, is it gonna <laughs> be it's not going anywhere? Well done, Ronaldo. That's fourteen. That's a million too. Um, no, I think it will help Liverpool with the, the likes of Salah. Salah has to be looking at that going, listen, I'm going over there, this is a fucking joke. Like, you, you look at it and you see his Firmino trying to get out, you see his Henderson trying to get out, I'm sure Fabinho will try to get out at some stage. They're the three boys that left Liverpool. Yeah, but Benzema went on. Yeah, I know, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, these are lads players. that... These are lads that left Liverpool and, and went he over here. He still talks to them as well. Yeah, they're trying to get yeah. out. So, if Salah wants to kind of end his career in a high, I don't think... I can't see him... Um, I can't see him going there. Anyway, um, that has been the Talking Cop on the Sunday night from us. Um, Keith, Emma, Sean, and myself, Gav, everyone in the chat has been excellent. Keith, anything else before we go? And someone did ask earlier, what are you listening to at the moment? Uh, what am I listening to at the moment? Um, I was listening to, actually, the only the last couple of days, right? Some young one was on the Late Late Show during the night. Deadly. Unbelievable. Where in Tumor and she sang uh, the when the levy she breaks. Bob, Bob Dylan. When the, no, uh, yeah, she she's um what's her name? We're in Bradley, I think her name is yeah, she's she's only sixteen. Bob. Yeah, she's like a blues uh country blue. Was Neville South all at the side? Ah no, Neville would be supporting her, but she'd swap Michael Owen away, not a bother. <laughs> yeah. This young one is fucking deadly. I was listening right. to her, I must get her on my thing, but it's really it's just to be like country, deadly. After yeah. she played there uh, when the levy breaks by Led Zeppelin, but a mad bluegrassy version, the original Elvis World stuff it was. So yeah, let me just check her name because I have her on my Spotify. Okay. Um, okay. It's I'm definitely Wirren. Wirren, as in No Wirren, as in M U O Y R. It's Wirren Bradley. Wirren Bradley, yeah. Wirren Bradley. Yeah. Connor Bradley's young one. Yeah. Connor Bradley. Married on years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus. oh, I'm gonna get you cancelled one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David said he's seen her on Jill's Holland. Yeah, she was on Jill's Holland on New Year's Eve uh, on the Hill and Nanny. So We're yeah, Bradley, I'll look her up. Uh, yeah, I'll, show, I'll probably show her to my wife because she likes all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Emma, anything else before we go? 
Now, just uh, to say, so uh, two cousins, Ryan Kavanagh, Scott Kavanagh, one's moving to Dubai and one is moving to Australia in the next couple of weeks. Are massive Liverpool fans. We always get a trip over every year, so now we're going to have to go without them. So we want to wish them the best of luck in their new lives in new countries. Yeah. So, did they give much thought to your trips? They mustn't have liked them that much. Wow. They just fucked that. No, I'll still be going with that. No, but so. they didn't want to go with you. <laughs> No. Said, oh, fuck this. What about the trip yeah. I am? Fuck off. <laughs> well, they, they were looking up flights while we were in the pub earlier on to see how much it would be to get back for the last day of the season. So. Nice. Well, I like that commitment. I like that commitment. Um, Shani, anything else before we go? Any, uh, yeah. Would you like to abuse anybody else? Say word no, you're not meant to. No, it's um, uh, just from myself, obviously, my family and, and everyone else. Uh, Thoughts and condolences to Davo and his family at a difficult time. Um, a lovely send off on Friday, like fucking. I've never seen that like it before in my life. With yeah. Emmett back in uh, hands after, and uh, he's blessed to be surrounded by a good group of mates and a, a real. There was a real community spirit there the other day, so it just goes to show that the impact that Mini Davo had on his community, and it was shout out as well to Emmett and the lads in Newtown and Thomas Davis and the boys of On Post. Uh, Look, it's it's tough for us. It's hit all of us, and I'm sure many has followed Dav on on Twitter. So, the yeah, just support him as best as you can in the the coming months. Years like it was a it's it's terrible, but Friday did give me some comfort to know that you will be surrounded by like a genuine like a friends family, like just good skins all around. So. Yeah. Just, just thought I'd say that get that out there because I don't, I haven't been watching pods around, so I don't know whether anyone is kind of read. Oh, that, I, I just, I mentioned it the other night, um, <clears throat> just, just to let people know because people are wondering why we weren't on and different things and stuff like that. So, um, but um, yeah, no, I've, I've never seen a funeral like it either. Um, on Friday, like the crowds were just unreal. The the the, the guards of honor stretched the full length of the car park in the in the, in the church. The police had to come down and do traffic control to let people in and out of the church. There was that many people there. You, it was just, it was a phenomenal send off for a, for a guy that I've met one, once, maybe twice. But I've said it before, I have said it before. If he's anything like that, he's a gentleman. And when you actually listen to everything about him, um, from the minute you got to that church to the minute you left the pub on the Friday, you'd know that uh, Neil Davlin was an absolute gentleman as well. And um, a big shout out to, to Davo um, and Neil's Neil's wife and uh, Neve, um, his father Milo and everyone else in that family because they gave the fella a send off. I don't think I've ever seen. That's being honest with you. It was it was incredible from start to finish. So look, um, we're all watching out for Davo and we're always in contact with him. We're always there for him. Um, and he was he was touched by the amount of comments that was left after the show when I mentioned the lot the other night as well. So. Um, but yeah, look, we we as I said, I said it during the week, and I'll say it again. We'll always um, we'll always look out for him, um, and he'll be back on here at some stage. We he knows he's always welcome on here, and when he's ready to come back on, he will come back on. But I have made him the promise that I will be finished by eleven because he does go to bed at five past eleven, and he's back up at twenty past eleven to go to work. So I've kind of made that promise now. And uh, that commitment, we get him on yeah. the half ten show. Uh, put him on, the, we're the on a half eight tonight, Dabble. What time we finished eleven? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, so that's my, how I might go. But look, um, that has been the Sunday night. Keith, Emma, Shani, yourself, Gav, everyone in the chat. It's been excellent. Um, sorry, 
the rest of the week, um, we have we should have the thirty shows. Uh, 10 a.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have got the topic show tomorrow night. Three topics from the weekend. We have the Premier League show on Tuesday night. We have the reaction show on Wednesday night to the Fulham game. I think me and Emma are doing are going to watch the game um, for the members on Wednesday. On Thursday for members, we have the start of the greatest uh, series, which is going to be unreal. Me, Keith, and Phil doing that. Um, nothing on Friday night and we'll be back then on Sunday for Norwich we'll have two, two shows there so loads for the members loads for the um, the free feed and all that sort of stuff thanks a million talk to you in a bit over and out Podcast Network.